0: This is the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 49.
1: Get through it. Quit that thing that needs to be quit. Stop doing those things that need to uh, be stopped. And I promise you, you will be happy that you did. Truthfully, the other side of it, worth it. The other side of it, it so much better.
2: Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Angela, and I really do love introducing this podcast to you each and every week. On behalf of Jeff and Johnny, we would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, here are Elf 1 and Elf 2 of ministry podcasts. Jeff and
1: Johnny. Thank you Angela. This is the 200 Churches podcast. I'm Johnny Craig and as always I'm in the studio here with my guy Jeff Katie. That's right Jeff. It feels a little weird in the studio today. Well, it's
0: because it's very close to Christmas. And you're not going to be getting any present from me, and so you just think that feels kind of weird. That <laughs> well, might be
1: that's something else. I can't put my finger you on. You expected it. something... a gift
0: to be on the table when you came into the studio today, didn't
1: you? I mean, it wouldn't have hurt. Because I wouldn't we're say we're only a week
0: away from Christmas.
1: Seven days, seven shopping days. Well, probably more like six shopping days. But that's not. It's not it. It's not it. It's, it feels like there's something missing.
0: It could be that it's just you and me today. That could be it. It's
1: just you and me.
0: It's just you and me.
1: No guests. Just you and I. Do, do you even remember the last time we did a podcast? Just you and I. A few
0: weeks ago. A few.
1: Oh, a few months ago. Be. That sounds more accurate. A few months.
0: We ago. ran out of guests.
1: We we called some more people and they rec- they declined. We're doing old school. I almost said they reclined. <laughs> they reclined and declined okay, our invite. The
0: truth is, Johnny, the truth is we've <laughs> planned we've planned on doing the eighteenth ourselves. We have. Just on our own. Because yes. we've had a lot of guests and we wanted to do one more just the two just the two of us. You know, we wanted to do one more with just the two of us yeah. before the end of the year. Yeah. Two thousand thirteen.
1: So was a huge year for us here at the podcast. Well, it's the only year for us. That's what makes it huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh we you know, we started this thing last January. We're coming up on our one year birthday, and yeah, we wanted to close out two thousand thirteen by uh by going old school, just Jeff and Johnny. No guests to interrupt well, us. Well, we
0: kinda have a little bit of a guest. Oh. We have kind of a cameo appearance. Oh, we have a little clip. Yeah, there was some leftover conversation. It's kind of like leftover turkey. Sure. You know, so I pull it out of the fridge. Leftover conversation between you and I and Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting where you told the story of how we got started.
1: Was the night before Christmas? No,
0: no, 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 no. None of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, you told the story of how we got started. And, and, you know, when when we do conversations with people and we record them on Skype or phone or whatever... It's always afterwards when I'm doing the editing that I hear everything that was actually said. Sure, because you know, in the heat of the moment, you just don't hear everything. It's like
1: it's like you're in the middle of a game; you're
0: blocking things out. Yeah. So I got to listen to the replay afterwards, and I heard you talk about how we got started. So let's play that, and then we want to talk okay. about we want to talk about 2014 and about stopping and starting things because these are things that we always think about. Rarely talk about and even more rarely ever do. Yeah. So let's listen to the conversation,
2: a little bit of the conversation we had with Dave Jackson.
1: Nobody ever told us it was supposed to be hard, so we just
2: did it. I I tell people up front, I'm like, if you plan on doing a 15-minute podcast, it's going to take you an hour. I I say it's the four-to-one rule. Yeah.
1: We sat down, and it was horrible and terrible, and we didn't have microphones or a mixer or anything. But we just did it and put together a website and had it all up and published and out on everything in like... About eight days.
0: About eight days. We were already on it. to finish.
2: All right. Now let me ask you a question. Why did you do that? Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) We were just taking a
1: run at it. We were just driving and we I had already brought up the idea of doing a podcast. Jeff and I have just we talk and talk and talk. We have very natural chemistry and I thought, man, we could get on a podcast and we could talk to each other and and that might be beneficial for some people. And then he kinda came up with this idea, Well, what about guys in small churches? You know, there's there's nothing out there to encourage and equip them. We were literally in his van just driving uh, home from meeting with some pastors who are in our district, and this whole thing came up. We recorded our first podcast that night, uh, and it was, yeah, there was no memory card. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) So so that podcast is... Got that mistake out of the way. It's into the ether, yeah. It was like seven minutes, and we thought it was like the longest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) We thought we had talked forever.
2: Well, here's the beauty of that. People always talk about, I want to be like radio. Radio is broadcasting. You have a a niche people that you're trying to meet. You're not going to have, I don't know that there are 10,000 bazillion pastors that are in churches of 200 or less, but the people that find it are like, oh my gosh, these these people are talking right to me. This is, this was geared for me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I found that. And the beautiful thing is the thing that you didn't let stop you was you didn't, let fear get in the way and go, Oh, but what if we sound stupid or what if it's not, what if nobody listens? And I, to me, I, I say, thank you for not letting that, because that's what, you know, Satan wants you to do. Satan is like, like maybe we can talk him into, you know, something else or yeah. you know, how can we, so he, he doesn't want you to put this out. So that's going to creep in your head. And, uh, you know, you didn't let that stop you. And the, the thing I always tell people, you can't get better at something until you start.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly I right. Told, I told Johnny, and, and John Maxwell talks a lot about this. He said, you know, when you ever start anything, right at the beginning, you're no good. You're, you're bad. bad yeah. <laughs> you're really bad. And so I said to Johnny, I said, you know, let's just start so we can get the bad out of the way, and in a couple months we'll be good. Yeah. yeah. we did the first episode, and now we redid the first episode a there couple months later, okay? But the very first episode that we had online, it was like five minutes and 35 seconds. And we thought that was the best episode we'd ever <laughs> produced because it was the only one. Yeah, and that's it. The next one was eight minutes, and the next one was twelve minutes, and now we're we're pretty much right now between twenty five and forty minutes, depending on who we have on. Yeah, so it's it started out kind of rough. Little by little, we've gotten people to help us. We've learned things along the way. We've connected and networked with people. Yeah, and it's just been awesome. You know, the truth is, Dave. There are like two hundred thousand pastors of churches under under a hundred.
2: Well, there you go. So we've yeah. got about a thousand of those in the loop. We gotta spread the word a little more, yeah, but it'll it'll get yeah. there. It's a slow burn. That's the yeah. that's why a lot of people uh, get out of podcasting. They they're on episode seven, and what the heck? Oprah hasn't called me yet. You know <laughs> what the yeah, heck? No doubt. You know, I should be on the cover of Time by now, <laughs> and uh, it just doesn't work
0: that way. That was a story, Johnny. You told it of yep. how we started last January. And you know, it doesn't work that way. We went for, we went for months yeah. not knowing if this thing would. We were taxiing down the runway <laughs> till about <laughs> July. Yeah. In July, the plane lifted off. Thank goodness. We, I don't know if we would have made it through the summer without a little lift. I, I don't know either. But uh, we, we kept doing it week after week because we felt like we don't really know how to get this out but we're just going to do the best we can. Yep, We're going to be consistent. We're going to do it week after week, because we do think that there are a lot of pastors in small churches who are not getting the kind of encouragement that we really want to give them.
1: If you're listening, you are the reason that we took off. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends about us. Thank you for all of that. Uh, July, we might have called it quits. I mean, it was, our summer was pretty crazy, and to keep on going was uh, was a big commitment through then. So well, thank our, you. Our goal was fifteen. If we could just hit fifteen, we'd be happy. Well, F- fifteen total people. Listening. Well, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Besides us, we we weren't. We really wouldn't have been happy with fifteen. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, who was it? Abraham said, "You know, would you spare the city for you know forty and 30? And <laughs> yeah, would yeah, you yeah. keep doing the podcast even for ten? Even for ten? Pro- well,
1: probably not.
0: I hate so, to say it. So I've got two questions for us today. As we're thinking about 2014, two questions to ask. The first one is the usual. What do you want to start doing? Like, what is a New Year's resolution? What should I start? But part of a New Year's resolution, often though, and we don't think of it in these terms, but what do I stop? What should I stop doing? Because they talk about having a to-do list and having a not-to-do list. Right. So, if you were going to make a list, and this is not necessarily directly for you johnny it's the it's the royal <laughs> you it 's all of us listening together um, what would you stop? What are the things that you would stop and if you are going to start something, what do you have to stop in order to start it? So the question for you and me and those listening is what what do we need? What do we need to stop doing? in 2014 or maybe like today or tomorrow or next week and what do we need to what did i say start or stop well whatever the opposite is
1: <laughs> this is a the way you're asking this question kind of goes toward one of the principles that you approach our ministry with here at the church which is don't add new time slots for people replace what's in the time slots right you you're always telling me don't find new times for people to show up and do things you want, you want to replace times. Uh, we're not trying to load extra burdens of work onto our volunteers, onto our people, and so you find ways to replace. And, and that's something we've tried to do with ministries is place them in, in times where people are already there at the church that they've already blocked out. So I think this is the same, same idea just with goals. What do you need to stop doing? So you can start doing something different. Well, when we asked
0: our small groups if they would help us to feed college students yeah. on Sunday nights, essentially what we were asking was, would you stop having your small group on that night? And would you replace that by starting to help us feed a bunch of college students in our fellowship hall?
1: Yeah, and it was effective to
0: do it that way. And it didn't take any more time. No. Except for, of course, you know, food, was a little food prep preparation.
1: But... It's minimal. You know, it's minimal extra time, and, and it does. It just replaces one time of small group fellowship with a different time. So for for you, Jeff, I'll put you on the spot. You know, we're, we're the talking heads over here. What do you need to stop in 2014? Johnny, the truth is I need to stop
0: being so helpful. I like the way you say that. I do. You, I do. <laughs> I actually, in an evaluation earlier this calendar year with uh, with some elders and ministry leaders, one of the elders said to me, Jeff, uh, you're so relational, it's going to kill you. And then he said, And I'm not kidding. Yikes. And I was like, Oh, he's not kidding. <laughs> he said, you're so relational, it's going to kill you. Well, part of how I'm wired it's not because I'm like a wonderful person it's just how I'm wired right it's just how I'm wired <laughs> the caveat jeff uh, is
1: a terrible person i
0: am wired to help people right i just am, i like helping people if i see somebody you know carrying something or struggling with something i will stop and i will help them i need to stop being so helpful and i need to do the things uh andy stanley had this lesson you know 12 years ago yeah only do what, what you only you can do, you right. can do. That's what I need to start doing. I need to start engaging some of those things that only I can do and stop doing some of those things that other people can do. So a few weeks ago, I was over to the church working on something, and my son was helping me. And he said to me, Dad, you know what? You, you should feel good about this. You, you shouldn't be, be grumpy about this. You should be happy that you can serve the church. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah, son. I, I understand that. I, I I know that. I'm just, and I'm trying not to be grouchy, but uh, I really just need to not do this because I have other things that I need right. to do, and somebody else could do this, and I'm I'm stealing their ministry away from them by me standing here right. doing this job that somebody else could do. Right. And, so, but I was grouchy, and he did call me out.
1: So now there's three <laughs> questions we have. When it comes to what do you need to stop doing, how do you need to stop doing it? I suppose are the questions. do you just quit? So today you do it tomorrow you don't do it anymore. you yeah. are done. Here's the end point
0: some some things some yeah. things we could just we could just quit doing yeah I'm reminded of something that your wife quit doing at our church. Six months ago, eight, nine months
1: ago? Eight eight months ago.
0: Just stopped making graphics for an announcement loop on the big TV in the lobby. Yeah. And she had a really lame excuse. She had a kid. (laughs) Okay, every woman has a kid, right? Everyone's got kids. We got kids all over the place. Um, No, she had a baby. And she just stopped doing it. Right. We didn't ask her to do it because it really wasn't the thing for her to do. Sure. So we just quit it.
1: It's just one Sunday it was there? Yep. The next Sunday it wasn't there. And you know what? The church kept going. We didn't all fall down. And the
0: good thing is you or I didn't pick it up because it's probably not right. something that we needed to do.
1: Right, right, right. So
0: my question to our listeners is, what is it that you just need to quit? Just, Just as Bob Newhart says in that funny YouTube video— Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Why would you want to do that? When what are you doing, some cook or something? Stop
1: it! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and if
0: you don't know what that video is, just go to YouTube.
1: Look up Bob Newhart. Stop it! Yeah, it's it's a riot. <laughs> so the, the second way that we stop doing things would be to delegate or train someone else to do them. And and I I think about my um, my middle school ministry. Um, you know, here at the church, I'm in charge of uh, high school middle school and college and probably some other things. And and I, I was looking at my college ministry, and it was not as full as I would like it to be. And I realized that I needed to delegate some of the middle school ministry out to my interns uh, who are college students. And, and through that, I would have more time freed up to do college ministry. Right. Yep. And so that's what I did. I've trained and delegated my interns Uh, They do the vast majority of the work for middle school now. And the thing is, I still see it all. I still run through it all. But I'm not putting in all that energy and all that time getting it ready at the front end. All I'm doing is green lighting it or red lighting it.
0: And our college ministry has easily doubled effectiveness over this year. So it was a good thing. To delegate in order mm-hmm. to allow you to do something else, to start doing something exactly. that you couldn't do before that. The third question, so we've got, do you quit? Do you delegate it to somebody else, train somebody else? Or number three is, do you gradually just kind of let it taper off and phase it out? Because sometimes, like if you're on a certain medication, if you just stop taking it, there's this bad reaction. You've got to <laughs> take a little less and a little less and a little right. less and a little wean less. wean off. So, is there something that in your life now this doesn't have to be ministry, we're kind of talking in the realm of ministry, right, but it could be in your own personal life, in your family, relationships in the community, whatever. Is there something that you just need to kind of slowly back out of?
1: You know I watched I talk to my wife about this sometimes once upon a time, I watched hours of television a day. Uh, When we were first married, the first few years of our marriage, it was never a problem, but it was just like a huge part of what I did was just watching TV. Just say it. It was a problem. It was a problem, Johnny. (laughs) Sure, it was a problem. Okay, good. Uh, And this is kind of what happened. I just gradually, I started to say, here's how much TV I'm going to watch. And then I tapered off and I tapered off. And, you know, kids also affect how much TV you can watch. But, you know, gradually that just tapered down. And we're to the point where we don't even... I mean, we don't even watch TV really ever. We watch some some Hulu. You don't have cable, do you? We don't have cable. We don't even have wow. an antenna that can pick up a signal. I mean, oh, we don't man. watch any live television. Can you call yourself a youth pastor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I still have my internet, okay?
0: Oh, okay. But okay. that's,
1: you know, I gradually tapered that down until it was until it was gone, uh, in essence. And so, you know, that is, that is an area that if you need to quit something, but you know it's going to be a hard thing, let it go gradually and get to that point where you don't even miss it anymore.
0: This is why when you're on a freeway or you're on an expressway or an interstate, the exit ramps are not 90-degree turns. Right. <laughs> because if it's a 90-degree turn <laughs> going 60 miles an hour...
1: You're going to flip.
0: Yes. You're going to flip. So some in some areas you just need to gradually taper. Absolutely. Now, there's a really important question before we get on to what, you know, how to start things. One other question you have to ask yourself is if you've determined and decided some things you need to stop. The question is, what will happen if you don't stop? What are the consequences? If you don't stop doing that. For you, if you hadn't stopped being as involved in middle school, maybe you would not have had the time or the focus. To invest into the college ministry. And all of those who have been impacted by our college ministry, some of that wouldn't be happening.
1: Right. Yeah. That would be a very negative consequence if I hadn't stopped.
0: And what about the other missed opportunities? You might have things that you could have done, but you were too busy doing that thing that you probably should have stopped and you're missing an opportunity, and and ministry that isn't going to happen because you're too busy doing some other ministry that maybe you should have stopped doing.
1: And then, I mean, with that ministry that won't happen, you have people who aren't going to be reached or engaged. You're missing people. And as pastors, that's what gets us excited and motivated in the first place is people and and we the last thing we want to do is is leave so many things on our plate not quit not stop and then start to lose people stop reaching people uh stop engaging people and sometimes we fool ourselves we say
0: oh yeah there's really no cons- no consequences to me sure. continue it would, it would be too hard to stop i don't i don't want to just quit it i'll look bad i don't want to give it to somebody else because i'll feel like i'm shirking my responsibilities but there are consequences and those consequences may have
1: faces and names yeah Absolutely. Look, quitting things is hard. Stopping things is hard in your personal life or in your ministry. Jeff, you stopped Sunday night service a few years ago so that a small group ministry could get started. So many more people are affected by a small group ministry uh, than by a Sunday night church. Yeah. Uh, yep. But that was hard. That was not a decision that you just, oh, I snapped my fingers and then it's done. I mean, that was fraught with difficulty right. <laughs> in right. a lot of ways. And so we're not trying to sugarcoat this. But truthfully, the other side of it, worth it. The other side of it, so much better. Get through it. Quit that thing that needs to be quit. Stop doing those things that need to uh, be stopped. And I promise you, you will be happy that you did. The other question is, what do you
0: have to do to start those things you've decided that you wanted to start? Some people, they'll just jump headfirst into something only to find out it wasn't what they thought because they didn't ask some questions that maybe they should have asked. So let's ask a few questions. How about, how about what Jesus said when he said, count the cost. If you're going to be my disciple, you have to count the cost first. So what is it going to take? What is it going to cost for you to start this thing? So, Johnny, let me put you on the spot. What thing do you think you need to start next year Beginning in January of 2014.
1: I, you know, unfortunately, I need to start being goal-oriented. And I need to start being a little more organized. Now, that's, that's a kind of ethereal idea. Right? A little fuzzy. Yeah, it's not concrete. It's not like, I need to start a new ministry. That'd be nice. But I tell you what, counting the cost on being more organized and counting the cost on being uh, more goal oriented, the cost will be high for me because I'm going to be fighting against my grain. I'm going to be going against my personality type and I'm going to have to stay after it every single day. Organization and goal orientation is not second nature for me. It's going to have to be front of mind. I'll have post-it notes all over my desk reminding me to be organized, which I suppose is ironic. But I mean, for me to do that is going to take a lot of intentionality, which I think is one of the other things on this list of what do you have to do to get started. Will it require courage? Will it require commitment? <laughs> Will it require uh, intentional stupidity? Will it require great faith? For all you type A's out there, you're, you can't even imagine. You're laughing at me right now. You're thinking, oh, organization and goal orientation. Ha-ha, Johnny.
0: <laughs> we we have to do... Hey, we have to do a podcast episode sometime about the four personalities.
1: Well, I'm not that personality type. <laughs> <laughs> because, and so it, yeah. does, it will require intentional stupidity to say I've failed at this so many times in the past, but I'm going to be intentionally stupid and go for it again.
0: It's so funny when the melancholy looks at the sanguine and says, you need to be more organized. And the sanguine looks at the melancholy and says, you need to be more outgoing. Because the truth is, neither of them are going to be either.
1: Yeah. Probably. Probably. We can all find a modicum of... Yes. Organization. Well, the
0: good thing, the good thing for us Sanguines is we have technology to help us to get organized. Right. And you and I have both used and increased our usage and utilized technology since you've been here uh, in a different way and in some different ways to help us be more organized and be more
1: focused on things that need to get done. Another question f- for, you know, you're going to start something new is who do you need to involve? You know, don't lone ranger this thing. That's like the motto of the 200 Churches podcast: is don't be a lone ranger. Well, it's not the official motto, but it should be. Now it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, if you go back to January, we had "Don't be a lone ranger leader." Did we? Honestly, yeah, it yeah. is. It's the unofficial motto. I, think I had a picture of the Lone Ranger back there somewhere. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Check the archives. So, don't be a lone ranger. You need to involve other people. You can't. You know, you can't start something alone. Uh, you know, you could try, but I promise you it'll be better if you start it with somebody else. If you involve other people, if you utilize the talents and resources of other people, then the thing that you're starting will be fuller. Uh, it will be more complete, uh, and it will just be an all-around better project. I
0: mean, can you imagine this podcast without me? I can't. Can I mean, just think of it. If it were only you... That'd be I'd have 15 how listeners. bad it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I have fifteen listeners, so yeah we need to we need other, we need other people if If we could have done it on our own, we probably would have already, right, so a lot of things we have got to get with other people and say, "Hey, I need your help or at least your accountability or your encouragement to get this done Another question is, how will your daily schedule have to change because one one of the rules I learned some years ago about personal development is that. You're only going to change in your life what you're willing to change every day. Right. Something that you do every single day. And if you do it every day, you're going to get really good at it. If you do it every day, you're going to get a lot better at it. And in order to change, we normally have to change something that we're willing to change every day. It's called the daily agenda.
1: Yeah, that's going to fundamentally alter your schedule. I mean, if you're serious about starting something... Then you need to be after it constantly, constantly, constantly. Change your schedule. You know, you know we
0: we got smart goals on this list. I don't even want to talk about those. They are so trite, hackneyed, banal, commonplace, overused. <laughs> let's not let's not talk. If you want to know what a smart goal is, just look up smart goal on Google and they'll tell you better than we will
1: yeah we're we're gonna forget the smart goals look those up i mean they're good but we don't need to rehash them right here i think everybody knows them look i'm not jack welsh okay you can figure out the (laughs) smart goals yourself you don't need me to tell you what they are (laughs) so so okay just to recap you need to stop something i'm just telling you straight up you need to stop something all the things you're doing you can't keep doing them all you just can't do it it's not realistic it's not healthy for you it's not good You need to stop. And then I promise you, there are things that God has laid on you to start. There are things that you need to start doing in your life. There are things that you need to start doing in your ministry. And the only way to start them is to make that space, to stop something else and to put this in its place. You're going to be happier. Don't let 2014 be just another year where you make your goals and then two weeks later you don't even remember your goals. Okay. Goals? Right. What goals? (laughs) So get out there. There are those things for you to stop and for you to start. It's going to affect your life. It's going to affect your ministry. It's going to affect your family. Do this. I'm going to do it. We're going to talk about this again. I'm putting it on the table right now. We're going to talk about this again at Mark the end down, of January. Baby. Mark it down, And then again in February or March. We're going to talk about this. Mark it down.
0: The end of January, you the, said. The
1: end of January. And then again in either February or March. We're, we're going to do another catch-up. Okay. We're going to talk about this because this is important. This is important stuff, and we need to hold each other accountable. Hey, send us an email. What are you going to stop and what are you going to start? Put it out there. Then we'll we'll email you back. We'll ask you at the end of January. That's like the worst thing in the world when somebody says, How are you doing on this goal that you set? And you have to be like, terrible. Help us. We'll keep you honest. I ain't putting my goals out there. Send us your I put one out there. Send us your emails. Send us your emails. We will revisit this.
0: Okay. And here's the thing. If you're over, let's say 35. Yeah, that beats you, Johnny. If you're over 35, <laughs> you've been through this. You've been done these New Year's resolutions, blah, blah, blah. And maybe you're just discouraged because you're saying every year you start it. Yeah. And by J- January, yeah. you know, 3rd, you don't remember where you put the piece of paper that you wrote the goals down on. Yeah. I have a suggestion for you. I've got an idea. This is just an idea. Select four goals, four of them. Four goals. Write down four goals, four things you would either like to stop or start and just stopping something can be a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've got to taper it or if you've got to train somebody to do it. Now if you're just going to quit it, you know, that's that can be a goal too. It's going to be an abrupt goal, but it can still be a goal that you can reach. But write down four goals. They can be all stops, all starts or a combination. Now here's the deal. Prioritize them and only choose one. To work on in the month of January. Just ah, one.
1: Okay.
0: And, and intentionally ignore the other three. So prioritize them. Which is the most important of the four? And choose one to do in January. If you can do it for the month of January, reward yourself on February 1 and start the second one. But just the second one. So you're going to go January, February, March. It's not going to be until April Fool's Day that you start the fourth one. And... Since it's April Fool's Day, say April Fools, and start it on the second.
1: <laughs>
0: How, how's that sound?
1: That's a great plan. Hey,
0: I'm getting creative right here. That's a great. I love that plan. I'm getting creative. So, because the truth is, we are all guilty of trying to do too much too soon. Mm-hmm. So, pick out the most important goal. And just start it on, even started on January second, because the first is a holiday. You don't want right? to start something on the first, yeah, yeah, yeah certainly just not. Party hardy on the first, and then started on January second. <laughs> second, yeah. So we just wanted to talk about the fact that you know we started this podcast way back in January and. It has cost us this year. I mean, it's cost us in terms of time and energy and devotion we've had to give to it in order to keep it going this long. Yeah. Not just the podcast, but the website. And we're taking a little bit of a break from the website, and that's been a good thing for us. But looking into 2014, in order to continue it, uh, it's going to take commitment and some time and energy. And so as we have reflected on the podcast over the past year, we thought, hey, let's just talk about 2014. Let's talk about stopping things, starting things, and let's just bring the subject up with you, our 200 Church listeners. And uh, we hope that this has encouraged you. We hope that it has motivated you to just think about your life and think about your ministry and think about the things that you want to stop or you want to start.
1: Yeah, 2014 can be a great year. I believe that. I think it'll be a great year for us, Jeff. I'm excited for another year of the podcast and and all the things that we have going on in our ministries. Absolutely. And we we pray that 2014 will be a great year for you as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. Uh, As usual, we love you a lot. Stay tuned next week for Dan Ryland on Christmas Day. Thank
2: you for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches podcast. Feel free to give the guys feedback or ask questions at 200churches.com. And remember, the leadership that you provide in your 200 church matters big in the kingdom of God.